There you go, Nina. Another dose of audio medicine from straight out of combat radio, Green Zone Hero. Uh, Mr. Ryan Hutt, Mountain Up, great guy. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. I was just so impressed with just his heart and what he does and, and how he took his military experience and, 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 you know, being raised with by a businessman. I think it was in his blood. Um, and just what he's done with it and, and then stayed true to who he is and supporting the veterans and, and his unit. And it's just phenomenal. Well, he is. And, you know, one thing that you pointed out, which I thought was really cool, is we, I misspoke and, you know, said that his company was a dot com and it's actually a dot US, mountain up dot US. And, but you know what? He went, he took it in stride. I loved his response. Like, yeah. It's okay. I'll promote them too. So, you know, a guy that's going to do that is a guy that you want to buy products from and a guy sure. that you want to do business with. And all I can say is I know we're in good hands when, uh, people like that go to defend our country. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just, you know, glad to have you here with me again on another episode. And I, you know, let's keep rocking. I, I hope everybody out there continues to listen, you know, give us some feedback. This is uh, the show for combat veterans and, and combat wisdom. Your steely eyed killer shadow in the night. You were born to fight. You got my name is John Krotek, and I want to welcome you to Straight Out of Combat Radio, audio medicine by Green Zone Hero. We're here to honor the wisdom of America's most valuable asset for combat veterans. We're authentic, we're empowering, we're American. Save us all before they burn it down. Our veteran guest today is Mr. Ryan Hunt, the creator, the founder, the brains behind Mountain Up. Mountain Up is a veteran-owned hat company that was inspired by the 10th Mountain Division and the unit's actions from World War II to modern times. Ryan enlisted in the Army in 1998 as a fire support specialist, which is also called an FO, and uh, for those of you who know, it's it's a Ford Observer. Uh, And he served his first stint at Fort Drum up in New York, probably pretty chilly up there. He left the Army as a sergeant in 2001, and attended Webster University, where he pursued a degree in business management. While he was in school, 9-11 occurred. I'm sure all of us can remember where we were when that happened. And then shortly after that, he joined the ROTC, seeking a commission in the Army. He graduated with a degree in business management and leadership, along with various credentials and certifications. Later, he returned to the 10th Mountain Division and deployed for a second time, serving in a variety of roles from leading combat patrols as a platoon leader to company commander of the officer recruiting, combat advising, logistics. Glad we could finally do it, Ryan. It's been a while. We've been trying to get you on our show straight out of combat. And just thank you for being here, for letting us hear your story. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate it. I'm glad after multiple attempts, we were able to, to make this happen. So I'm very excited. And again, thank you for the opportunity to come talk to you and to your listeners. Thank you for that. And uh, we were laughing about it, saying, you know, we can overcome anything, right? <laughs> we're we're all Army right now on today's show, and uh, it's probably pretty true, you know. Nina was just telling me to calm down. <laughs> she knows how I get when we have technical difficulties. And uh, Thank you for your patience, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, she's... Oh, uh, no problem. She whacked me on top of the head with a stick, but no... I, I did not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good to have you here. So, you know, let's... Uh, tell us who influenced you the most as a child. I think my... Well, I won't, I don't think, I know my father definitely influenced me the most as a child and even now as an adult, my father was a businessman 
and he really taught me over over summers. He taught me what business was all about, and so he is definitely the greatest influence, not only in my childhood but in my life. Was was he an army guy too? No, my father was not an army guy. Although we do have a, a legacy of military in our family, going back generations, you know, World War, Vietnam War, World War One, uh, etc. But no, he was he was just a businessman. Now, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you know you were going to go into the army? Uh, w- growing up, no. I the military was definitely not uh, what I thought I would be doing. Although, as I started. Growing up in my teens, I started feeling the calling for the military. Hmm. And it just worked out that I enlisted in 98. I thought that was that was my calling. I thought that uh, when I got out in 2001, my military service was over. But then after, well, the day of 9-11, I realized that the calling had not been fulfilled. So I immediately went to the ROTC uh, program at my university and essentially contracted with them. Now, are you, are you from New York? Said you went to Webster University. Is that in, is that in New York? Not to correct you guys, but uh, I actually went, for my undergraduate, I went to SUNY Potsdam, State University of New York at Potsdam, which is located about 66 miles from Fort Drum, New York. I actually, my graduate degree is from Webster University. And the reason, I, I'm not from New York. I'm originally from Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, I was stationed at Ford Drum originally, as you had mentioned, and Potsdam was right there. It's a rock throw away. They offered me a scholarship, and so I, I took it. And uh, that's how I ended up at, at SUNY Potsdam. So let's let's back up a little bit. You know, we, we all remember where we were at when 9-11 took place. You know, and you said that kind of you realize your calling. You know, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us what that meant to you. Sure. It was uh, September 11, 01. I w- was actually in class when the first airplane flew in into the World Trade Center. And after class, I was walking back, went through the student union, and there was a TV pulled out. And I thought when I was looking at the screen for the first few minutes, trying to process what was going on, I thought it was a movie preview. And uh, of course, you know, we began to realize that it was definitely was not a movie preview, that it was actually happening live in New York City, just six hours away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew, again, I just knew at that moment that, you know, the world was about to change, but my life was about to change. Uh, I, kn- I think everybody knew, or a lot of people knew that we had been attacked. I think that that's, that's basically my 9-11 story right there. So how long after that, you you know, you were in ROTC, and how long after that were you commissioned as, as a U.S. Army officer? Uh, two years after 9-11, about two years, a year and a half after 9-11. And then I went back to the 10th Mountain, uh, where I was a field artillery officer originally, and served, again, with the 10th Mountain. I was assigned to 3-6 field artillery, and we deployed to Iraq in 2005-2006. So where did you go when you were there on that first deployment? We went to Baghdad, and I led combat patrols in the southwestern portion of Baghdad, just a little south of Abu Ghraib. You know, what did you, when you were there, so 2005 was fairly early, but what, what, did, you, what, did, you, what did you think that you were fighting for when you were in Iraq? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. 
uh, I think that my view of what I was fighting for changed a little bit as I as I moved through not only that deployment but to uh, succeeding deployments. But originally, I think my view was that I was fighting for America, for the, the values of America, and also for the events of 9-11 and also trying to uh, prevent the events of 9-11 from, from occurring again. We were over there. We were in Baghdad at the same time. I was in Baghdad in 2005, 2006 as well. How did that, how did that experience impact you? Uh, it definitely, my first deployment changed me. It changed who I was at the core uh, for good and, and for bad as well. I definitely realized that my view of war was growing up as a kid um, and even into part of my adulthood was very naive. And so it really was a wake up call. I really grew up during my first deployment. And you said it, it your view changed over time between your deployments. How did it change? Well, I began to really understand, although I, I definitely love America and would definitely do it all over again. Uh, I understand that the military is is also a political tool, and so that the, the that political tool has to be exercised sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not just about flags and and fireworks. It's it's about it's about much more than that. Absolutely, it's about much more than that. So so you you changed for good and for bad. And when, when you got back, now you, you did two deployments. Am I correct? I did three deployments three. to Iraq and one to Bosnia. Okay. So when you came back from that first deployment, did you get any support at all? Or I guess you were still in and you were, you were going to maintain yourself as, as an active commission officer. Sure. I was still, I was still in the military and I didn't, at that time, I don't think that I really understood what PTS was. I don't think anybody really understood uh, what that was very, very well and what the signs were. I didn't seek any type of help uh, after my first appointment, but I can tell you that I was definitely changed, definitely more disconnected from those around me, but I think I did okay and and moved on. And and so I I think that answers that question. Was there ever a time that you did seek seek help or recognize that maybe you did need some support? Sure. I mean, eventually after serving in the, the military 20 years, uh, anybody uh, that has deployed as, as many times as I have, I think that it's, it's definitely a good idea to get, to get a checkup, so to speak, to get some help, right. find out, get information about PTSD and see if this is you know, something that, that might be affecting your life. Yes, for me, I, I definitely did. It took me a very long time before um, I went in to get help. So it, it definitely took a while before I did that. And I think it's, I think it's an, an important thing. I think that in the military, sometimes there's a stigma to go and get help if you're having, you're having issues. So definitely important. So what, is, what exactly, what kind of help or what exactly did you do to get the support you need and what would you recommend for others? Well, uh, during active duty, there, there's many, there's many, uh, there's definitely many different ways of, of getting help. Uh, you know, obviously one is going to, uh, therapy, you know, behavioral health and, and start it. That's a great starting point. You can figure out, you know, if you go to those, to one of those appointments and do an intake, you can kind of figure out if you actually do 
have an issue or you have PTS and you know, they, they can help you, uh, you know, walk, walk through that, that path. So given, given your experience and given the impact that it had on you and given your change in recognizing the political, did you ever regret having served or going back after 9-11? No, definitely not. I would do it all over again. Uh, I had a calling and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that for anything. Uh, my experience in the military and the benefits of the military far outweigh any negative thing I might occasionally think. But in, in general, I'm I'm very neutral on my political beliefs, and I do believe that you know the military is a political tool. It needs to be exercised, and somebody at some point has to pay the the toll. Mm-hmm. And if that person was me, then I would gladly do it and I would do it again. And if I had to make a sacrifice, I would definitely make that sacrifice. You know, I do, I do believe in America. So that mm. that's, that's the bottom line. I understand the, the realities of it. I just, like I said before, I, I also understand it's not, it's not just American flags and fireworks and parades. Mm. There's a lot more to America than that. Yeah, most definitely. You know, before we get on the mountain up, which is, you know, something we want to tell everybody about, you know, you, you mentioned America and you would do it over again. What, what does freedom mean to you, Ryan? Freedom to me right now means being able to enjoy my life, being able to uh, spend the day with, with my family, with my newborn daughter. Hmm. And Congratulations. Not having, awesome. Thank you very much. And having to worry about, whether or not there's going to be a roadside bomb as I'm driving down the streets of Chicago Mm. or have someone shooting at me or, or causing any kind of action that, that that may oppress me. That's a great, great explanation for sure. And uh, we want to get the mountain up. I know you, I know that the 10th mountain is in your blood. I mean, it's all over your company and it's in your heart and in your, (laughs) and in your soul. And we want the rest of America to feel that too. So, Tell us how Mountain Up came as a vision or came as a company and, you know, let us know about that. Sure thing. Mountain Up was actually started during a TDY trip to Fort Lewis, Washington, uh, where I was serving as a medical adjudicator on the physical evaluation boards. And I was sitting in my hotel room, uh, bored, watching TV, messing with my, my iPhone, and I started playing with this graphic app and I had a 10th mountain logo pulled up and slowly but surely I started distorting it a little bit. And I said, this would be a pretty cool sticker. So I ordered about a thousand of those stickers. They cost maybe five, 10 cents at that quantity. And I put them on a closed group that I admin of about 11,000 10th Mountain Veterans. And pretty much overnight, the sticker sold out. Wow. Uh, so that's, I was like, that's pretty, pretty cool, cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. So then I was like, I, I had a 10th Mount, Mountain hat with me that I had kept uh, for years. And it was sitting right in front of me one night. And I said, you know what? It would be really neat if I could make a 10th Mountain hat, a hat that I would actually wear. And so then I went to work with finding people that could help me 
make my my vision become a reality. And so we created the first hat, and it was very popular, sold out. Uh, then I just started making more and more hats, and eventually built a website. Built the the Facebook was there, but started really growing. The the Facebook it actually started Mountain Up started as Tenth Mountain Apparel. And then I renamed it Mountain Up at, at some point. I'm not sure how that exactly came to be, but I, I think I had heard Cowboy Up, Man Up. I didn't know there was a Ranger Up, but uh, when I did find that out, uh, I thought that was somewhat fitting. So Mountain Up came into existence. Wow. So you're doing more than hats, though. You're not just doing hats. You, you've got a, an array of items for people to, to choose from. Oh, yeah. We since. Since uh, the inception of Mountain Up, we've we've definitely grown uh, our offerings, and I can tell you over the next ninety days or so, uh, our our offerings are definitely going to greatly expand out. Um, so we definitely do. We offer hats, patches, t-shirts. We even have wood carvings. We have a resident wood carver who does an excellent job. Wow. He's been with us since the beginning. His name's Bill. And he makes wood carvings by hand. Uh, and he, he pumps them out. He does an excellent job. So, yeah, we, did, we definitely offer a lot. I, I assume at some point the mountain up became so much that you had to get out of the Army. Is that the reason why you got out of the Army? Uh, yes, that, that was definitely a huge motivating factor. We, in the December of, let's see, it was December of 2015, we experienced a significant growth, uh, so much that we actually opened a warehouse in Las Vegas uh, initially. Um, and so that was definitely why I couldn't command and control uh, mountain up and also do active duty. It was, it was definitely uh, stretching me out for okay. sure. Oh. So mountain up was definitely one motivating factor of why I decided to close out my career the military uh, but it was time i was i was definitely tired and just ready to move on i i my initial reason for returning to the military was for 9-11 and i think i over uh, over exceeded that oh. uh, with multiple deployments to iraq and various assignments so i just felt like it was my time to leave and mountain up was definitely a huge a huge factor in that uh, so I see that you were a logistics officer at some point. You had transitioned from artillery to logistics. Is that correct? Yes, I did. I, uh, so when I contracted with Army ROTC, I did what was called the branch detail program. Gotcha. So I was guaranteed to serve in the field artillery, which I wanted to return to the field artillery. I was uh, originally, you had mentioned, an FO, 13 Fox. Uh, so the branch detail, you served two years, at least at the time, two years of a branch of your choice, typically combat arms. And then you get a follow-on branch, which I chose ordinance, which is part of the multifunctional logistics core. And so that's, that's kind of what I decided to do. I, my plan originally was to only stay in the military for three years. Hmm. So I figured I would do two years of field artillery, a year of, doing some maintenance officer duties and then move on out. Oh. Uh, it, 
it didn't quite work out that way. I actually never worked in a motor pool. Uh, I, I mainly did convoys and other logistic activities. Um, but yes, so I started off to feel artillery officer and then moved off to logistics. And then at the very end of my career, I was actually a simulations officer at the National Training Center at Fort Irwin, California. I'm guessing all of your experience in the military is helping your business, but especially the logistics. And how, how would you say your experience in the military is helping your business now? Definitely everything that I learned in the military has made me successful uh, in business. It's made me successful with Mountain Up. Uh, the logistics piece of it is definitely important. The networking is is more important than the logistics piece of it. Uh, without the network, without the network that I established during active duty, without the friendships that I've established after active duty with the veteran community, Mountain Up would be non-existent. Yeah, so couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, very important and. I actually am surprised and humbled and very proud that Mountain Up somehow became part, a little part of the actual 10th Mountain culture. I recently had a friend send me a picture from Kuwait where a unit created a t-shirt and actually put mountain up on the back of their t-shirt in big in mm. big letters awesome. and so it's become it's become a phrase that they're using not for the company but to mountain up and so i like to think that we we inspired that uh we've also uh had friends throughout my career that have sent me pictures from fort drum of the people uh soldiers at the gym with stickers on their water bottle of mountain up so I know you asked me a different question, but that's what makes me most proud is that we are mounted up is playing a little part in, in the 10th mountain culture and history that, you know, that's really cool and great work. And you know, what? I couldn't agree with you more about the networking aspect of business, you know, you know, and we, we hear that growing up, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know, and it's so perfectly true, but let's, let's get back. You mentioned something earlier, Ryan, about, you got some really cool things coming up for your company. You know, if you can, you know, without giving away the... <laughs> you may not be able to share. Yeah, I mean, can you tell us some of the things you got in mind coming up for the, you know, for your customers? Sure. We, we're going to continue to build our brand. So uh, we're definitely coming out with a lot of new hat designs. I'm very excited about that. Uh, we're we're going to be expanding out our apparel collection. So a lot of new offerings, uh, polo shirts, uh, fleece tops, basically a, a full line of apparel. Uh, so that that's something that we haven't quite done yet, and we're we're very excited about it as we continue to build our brand, uh, Mountain Up brand. So that those are two things that we're really doing: new hats, lots of new hats, and lots of new swag is coming to Mountain Up. Um, in terms of what we're doing in the future, we have various events that are coming up. Um, and we're just, we're just moving along. We're just building, building mountain up and serving our customers. That's awesome. Do you guys do boonie caps too? We do have a few boonie caps on there. Uh, we're definitely looking to, to add some more, uh, here in the next 90 days. We'll, we'll have a, definitely have more boonie caps on our website. Uh, that's an, that's incredible work. I'm excited to, uh, to see what you come out with in the future. And I know I'm looking at your website now and, 
By the way, it's mountainup.com for anybody listening that wants to see all these great products. And uh, I think one thing that's really cool, though, is how you've managed to become part of the 10th Mountain Division <laughs> culture. That That is badass, man. That's good. Yeah, we're very excited about it. One one small correction. It's uh, mountainup.us, mountainup.us. Okay. Um, we do it with... Unfortunately, or fortunately, at the same time that we created Mountain Up, uh, another another company out of San Francisco, and I'll plug them too, but they actually created a company at the same month that we did called Mountain Up. Wow. So there are two people out there that had a vision for a company named Mountain Up. So they're mountainup.com, we're mountainup.us. They believe in, in some things that we believe in, which is a mountain lifestyle which you know we definitely uh a lot of us enjoy the the mountain lifestyle i spent some time growing up and in school in colorado uh, so definitely can kind of feel them a little bit uh, but anyways we're at mountainup.us and uh, you can check us out there well tell me i got two questions uh, first of all the panda bear with it looks like he's got night vision goggles on but and also about the monthly uh, cap club. What's that about? Okay. So the, I'll start with the Panda. The Panda bear is actually inspired by the 10th mountain during world war two, the 10th mountain, the, so the soldiers there that were sta- stationed at Camp Hale, which is the original home of the 10th mountain adopted. The Panda is their, uh, I want to say logo, their mascot, uh, because Camp Hale is located in Pando Valley. So it was a play on words. Mm. Uh, so we basically took that inspiration, that mascot, and created our logo from it and modernized it. Uh, is a salute uh, to our past, to our present, and to the future of, our, of not only the 10th Mountain, but the entire military. Awesome. That, that is awesome. And so the monthly and cap, the yeah. What do what, 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 you sign up? You get a cap every month, or how's that work? Sure. So if you sign up for the the monthly hat subscription, you're getting a hat every every month sent to you. Sometimes we do. We'll call you and give you an option of whether or not you want a hat or a t shirt or some other piece of cool swag. Uh, it it comes with some other benefits such as a discount, free shipping. Uh, and other goodies that are put in your box, such as stickers and, and other other swag. Uh, so it's it's pretty good deal. Uh, you can check that out again at mountainup.us. Uh, it's, it's definitely on the rise. A lot of people are, are definitely signing up for it. That's we awesome. even included Girl Scout so We even gave Girl Scout cookies out last month. Thin mint. <laughs> That's incredibly cool. You know, it's, and we also know that you 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 involve yourself. Uh, mountainup.us, excuse me, uh, with fundraisers. You, you, yes, we do. You do things. Yeah, to recently help. we did. Yep, recently we did. Uh, we did a fundraiser for two fourteenth infantry uh, out of Tenth Mountain for their for their FRG. Uh, so we raised some money for them there. Uh, we, we definitely partner with people that are looking to do fundraisers at any time. Uh, we also support nonprofits. Uh, Summit for a Soldier is our is our main nonprofit that we support and have supported since the beginning really of, of mounted up when we when we linked up with their uh president slash ceo tristan um 
So it, those are some things we do do. We really believe in Mountain Up, we're, we're about patriotism, we're about adventure, and we're about selfless service. So if, if you fall in line with that, with those, with those core values, then we're definitely interested in, in working with you if we can. You know, we're, we're a small company, we're a micro business, and, and so our resources are definitely limited, but we have a big heart, so we're going to try to do as much as we can, whether that's supporting you financially or that's leveraging our social media reach, uh, which, is, which is always growing, or even blasting out a, a, an email Oh. on your behalf. Are you fairly loyal to 10th Mountain or if another unit came through and said, hey, we love what you did with 10th Mountain when we want you to support our unit in the same type of way that you've done? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, we, we have our products in various locations. So we, we do have, uh, obviously, Fort Drum, we, we have products at their, their gift shop uh, that's outside of their museum, which is called Off the Beaten Path. But we, we do apparel for all types of different units. We actually have hats right now that are that are at the 82nd Airborne Museum gift shop. And, it, and so we, we, we're actually making hats right now for the 18th Airborne Corps and for the National Training Center. Uh, so we, we make peril for everybody, really. Uh, whether it's, it's Army or Marines or, or even Navy, we just recently finished some hats for, for some CBs. So uh, we're, we're kind of all over the place, but Tenth Mountain was definitely where we started. You know that that was our first hat was a Tenth Mountain hat. So, so yeah, we, ask, we do all types of units. Let me ask you this: Where do you see yourself in five years, Ryan? In five years, uh, we will Mountain Up will still be here, and we will be definitely uh, continuing to grow, uh, continuing to refine our processes on how we handle our customers, making sure really our customer is truly number one. Uh, we, we want to take care of them mainly because the majority of our customers are 28 to 38 year old male veterans. And so we believe that they have earned excellent customer service through their service. So that, that's really what we continue to strive for. You know, we had a customer yesterday uh, on a closed group he mentioned that he didn't get something from us. And at our company, we, we had made a transition, actually. A lot of companies recently did this. We moved from one uh, e-commerce platform to another, and somehow his order was lost. And for some reason, he didn't contact us, and he thought it was a scam. Mm -hmm. Well, last night, he posted on a closed group, and... I just happened to be in that close group and I saw his post about our company. And so I talked to him. I actually remembered his name. That's one thing we, the customers that come to us and they purchase stuff from us, we, we do remember their names. And I remembered his name and I reached out to him. And even though it was a year later and he had not mentioned that he didn't receive his order, we we're still going out and we're, we're going to send him, you know, resend him an item uh, that he, that he didn't receive. So really, all that, our customers are number one. That's great story, too. You know, and that customer service is important to the, the vitality of any company. You're also going to be the father of a six-year-old. So, you, you know, you're going to – she'll be starting school in five years, won't she be? Yeah, that, that, is, that is true. Yes, <laughs> I will be a father of a, of a bouncing baby girl. Luckily, she'll still be young. 
and I won't have to, you know, pull out a shotgun or anything. <laughs> I get it. On her, on her, call me, call me up in 18 date. years. You know, <laughs> call me up. You know, we'll, I'll wait outside your house. But, I, you yeah. know, what, what do you want, Ryan? You know, what, what do you want the American public to know about combat veterans, especially, but veterans in general? Because, you know, they, you know, there's this stigma out there that, you know, they're all loose cannons and, you know, you can't trust them and they're ready to go off at any moment. And we know that not to be the case, but what do you want those people to know? Well, I, I think combat veterans are, we are people too. And I think that we made a huge sacrifice. A lot of us have made a huge sacrifice of our time, of our bodies, of our minds. And our time is now. And we deserve an opportunity to live our life free and to enjoy what comes after the military. And so that's what I would impart to them. And that's, that's really it. I, I have absolutely loved listening to your story and to see the transformation and how you served and got out and just felt that you're calling to go back and what you've done and how you've transformed your company and how you're serving veterans. What, what would you say is your message to your fellow brothers and sisters that have served alongside you that may or may not be struggling now? Sure. I would say get the re- use the resources that are available to you. One huge resource or starting point is va.gov, which is the Veteran Affairs website. So if you're out and about, you haven't interacted with the Veteran Affairs, but you have some issues that are service-connected, go to the VA. Go to the VA. Go Start at va.gov. Start asking questions and getting the help that, that you deserve, hmm. that you've earned. Yeah. And that would be one thing I would impart to my fellow veterans. A lot of people, a lot of veterans get lost with, with the system, with the veteran system, uh, veteran affairs system. And so education is, is really power. Um, so go out, learn what you have earned, what benefits you have earned, and, and use them. And the starting point is, again, is VA.gov. And aside from that, if you're interested in starting a business, don't let people say no to you. Hmm. Just do it. Do it. Just do it. And there's going to be times that that will be very difficult. You know, with any type of business or even a podcast, you may have some technical difficulties with Skype. (laughs) Uh, Adapt and overcome. And we got this one, man. (laughs) Or, you know, some months or some weeks we may... In, in mounting up our sales, uh, for example, in May, we're very high the first half of, of May. And then it almost seemed like we, we, we did line there for a second, a flat line rather. And for a few, for about four days, I was like, Whoa, are, are we, this might be it guys. It might be over. And, and then it picked up, you know, you have to have some amount of faith, not hope, but faith yeah. um, that things are going to work out. And, you know, continuing to take lots of action to make things happen. In other words, keep on climbing, you know, climb to the top and things will things will work out. You'll make it to the apex, to the summit Hmm. and you'll be successful. You know, Ryan, definitely some great advice and wisdom coming from you. We have Mr. Ryan Hunt. We're privileged to have him here on Straight Out of Combat Radio, United States Army veteran, officer and the creator and the founder of Mountain Up. Uh, up-and-coming company that's boots on the ground and boots in the air and boots on the mountain. And uh, 
just got to say, you know, thank you for giving us the time today. I'm glad we could finally link up and do it, Ryan. And uh, if there's anything we can do at Straight Out of Combat or Green Zone Hero to help you out, you know, let us know. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Thank you very much. And anything you both need, let me know, too. I'd love to work with both of you in the future. That sounds great. We will. Be careful what you wish for, man. <laughs> I know. You too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Straight Out of Combat Radio, audio medicine from Green Zone Hero. If you liked what you heard, then tell others about us. Like us and download us. And please remember, freedom is not free, and combat veterans are vital assets. They're not broken. Save our song.